Hello, everyone. Sorry about the audio quality about a few minutes in. I don't know exactly what happened, but enjoy the excellency that is the Red Ticket Blues podcast. Live and pre-recorded, this is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on March 14th, 2020. To hit the internet's that very same day. You can listen to this show on iTunes. Why am I yelling? On iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, no, uh, FM Player, Tris Speaker, FM Player, whatever. Um, Follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. So, um... What's everyone up to? Anything new? Nice <laughs> quo, right? How we doing? And I know what you're thinking right now. It's like, what's he going to say next? Hold on, wait, hold. Let me get the family around. There's a new Red Ticket Blues podcast out. Get the family around in these trying times of coronavirus, and let's listen to what the wise man has to say. You can go on Twitter and you can get other opinions, but I mean, I think there's really only one that matters that's on the show. There will be lots of misinformation. There'll be bold declarations not backed up by anything. You know how that goes. I like to think I'm reason. I'm a bit reasonable about this. Probably more of the uh, the, uh, the the paranoid element about it. I mean, I've been talking about the coronavirus on this podcast a few times. I thought, why aren't we taking this more seriously? Why aren't we taking this more seriously? And the powers that be listened. Now, yeah, maybe the downloads don't suggest that the entire world was listening, but the important people were. That's the most important thing, right? So, yeah, I mean, we are in uh to, in in. in in seriousness, no, we are seriousness, no. I mean, I've had a few drinks, but that didn't even make any sense. So, well, we're actually let's talk about the drinks here. So, I have a this is a local brewery, Blue Note Brewery, and yeah, they're all about music. Get it, the Blue Note. Uh, and I got a Storm Area Fifty One New England IPA. Uh, I do like Blue Note, uh, not not really. Listen, I'm gonna drink it all, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a. Uh, Let's, let's let's do this this when I actually have to sit and think about the uh, you know the, the the palette and whatever. I mean it's good. It's not great. Um, I, I'd like to have it on tap, but you know it's it's still decent. I, I it's got like a almost like a Simpsons like pictures on it. Whatever I don't know. I was thinking about starting this and hey maybe, maybe, Brian maybe you should do the podcast more often. But I was thinking about. You know, just starting some sort of blog where I just post about a beer every day. One beer. I mean, you can do probably all in a weekend. Just set them all up. Yeah, there's seven beers. Boom. Good. Work's done. Would anyone be interested in that? Yeah. Like a beer calendar electronically? I don't know. Why am I wasting my time with this shit? Um, but yeah, that's decent. Uh, but what was I saying? So we're, yeah, we're in our uncharted territories here. I just, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, this, this is just, is it uncharted territories, Brian? Have you mentioned that? I think we first started getting, uh, you know, it started to really hit our world when, you know, uh, you know, beat writers didn't have access to baseball players uh, in in the locker rooms. I think that's when it really started to hit home and said, "Hey, this isn't a joke. This isn't some far off plague that can't, that you know we're immune to. This is a real deal. These jackasses that add no insight to anything and you know are the fart smelling of the fart smellers want to tell want, want, want to tell everyone that they are being banished." from the locker room is a huge deal. These people, I, I will say, these people are mentally ill, these beat writers, to think that they are that important. 
It's like they went to some sort of like more arrogant, like Stuart Smalley kind of like thing. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I, I'm important. People like me. And my mother's calling. Let, let me let me pause this. Okay, I'm back. All right. Well, it's it's good to hear from my family. You know, it's also something. I'm just moving some wires here. You know, it's also something with this whole coronavirus, and we'll get back to the beat writers in a second. Those those, those disgusting human beings. You know, it's it's one thing that you hear the coronavirus, all these people on the internet and, and wherever, just be like, it only, it only affects old people. I'm, I'm not worried. Are you kidding me? This thing's, a, this thing's a hoax. Everyone's overreacting. Come on, give me a break. It only affects the elderly. It's like, do you realize with, with the, the, at this moment, at this, this moment, the global death rate, when you say that you have coronavirus, whatever, is, is 3%, something like, something along those lines. If 3% of the U.S. population died, do you realize how many people that is? That's millions of people. It's, it's, it's just it's just the elderly. It's like, look at that small percent. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll take my chances of 97 of close to three. And it's like, do you not have older people in your family? And I'm sure if my parents listen to this, they don't like being called old or elderly. But you know what? I mean, yeah, let's face facts, you know? I mean, I'm not exactly a kid anymore either. I'm uh, facing uh, this year, uh, I don't even want to say the number, um, uh, but it's uh, the big uh, you-know-o, all right? And then I, I don't want to verbally say it, but now age is starting to play a factor. AJ, nothing but a number. Says Aaliyah, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Okay, showing your age. Aaliyah, Brian, she's dead. Long time ago. But I just never understood that. I just, like, I can't wait to be old to hear people. I said this on Twitter. I'm going to, like, basically recite a tweet. But, you know, I can't wait to be old so I can hear people without a medical degree on the Internet call me expendable and just say that a, 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 a virus out there with no vaccine is not a big deal. I, I, I love that. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really am. But let's go in chronological order here. So the, the, the beat writers and, you know, said all these things that, you know, how, how important their job is. And again, there's, there's a certain part of the media, and I, and I respect the media. I read books. I listen to podcasts. I watch TV. I watch movies. That's all the media. You know, whatever form it is, it's in different forms, creative, you know, hard facts and whatnot. But, like, there is a certain element about the media you guys are not, you're not as important as you think you are. You are important to a certain extent. You are essential. I understand that. But when it comes to baseball, when it comes to sports, when it comes to fucking spring training, do you realize how, un I don't even watch the spring training games. Do you think I care? You know, what Brian Hoke or, or, or any of the other assholes on the Yankee beat that I care what they have to say about anything. Oh, really? That rookie? Oh, oh, he stubbed his toe? Oh, boy, that, that's essential journalism. I'm glad I, my head hit the pillow knowing that shit. Shut up. And then, of course, you know, the swarmiest of the swarmiest, the, the biggest jackass of them all, and that is Mr. Jack Curry. And uh, obviously, Jack Curry is not a fan of this show. He's blocked me. He's blocked the show account. And, uh, I'm sure, and there, are, there, are other, there are thousands around the world that can tell the tale. He's blocked more people than people that have died of the coronavirus. I would not be shocked. Seriously. And I know people are like, Brian, come on, don't joke around. And I know, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's not right. But he's blocked more people than have died of the coronavirus at this moment. I, I, I would put money on that. Uh, but what did he say? He said something so self-serving and just, uh, I, I got to find this because, I mean, I think it's essential that we, and, and some people said to me, I like to make fact, I, I like to make fake Jack Curry tweets. Uh, and a few people thought they were, this one was you know, a creation of me when I sent it out there. No, no, no. It was very real. Give me a second. I know. I'm not too, okay. I understand the need for MLB to be protected with the coronavirus threat, but I also must stress that access matters. Oh, God. 
access. Access to people that are 30 years younger than me while I watch them dress. Hey, what were you thinking when you saw that 2-1 fastball? This is essential access. So, but I also stress that access matters, dot, 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 a lot. Here's a story I got from Mariano Rivera about his wife's difficult pregnancy because I was able to ask questions in the clubhouse. This is a story from 2003. This asshole, Jack Curry, he smiles there in, 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 in the Yankee studios, in the Yes studios with that drunk Bob Lorenz. And he sits there. He's trying to tell us that this story about Mariano's wife's pregnancy and how it was difficult. And I'm sorry, it probably was. I'm not even going to click on the story, but I mean, I'm sure it was difficult and that's great. But like, he thinks that this story from 17 years ago is a good example of why people need to be in the clubhouse. Talk about being that detached from reality. What a horse's ass. And that's not even me just hating Jack Curry. It's just me pounding on and jumping on top of me hating Jack Curry. What a, oh God. Like, and that's not even me, again, that's not even me being like, ah, Jack Curry, I hate this guy, that's the running gag. What a jackass to think that that is a vibe. Like, I'm glad that there were, how, how many responses to that? There's only 45? He must have deleted a tweet, because I, I saw at least 100-something before. Yeah, whatever. Maybe he deleted the original. Why would he delete the original, but then leave that one? I don't Believe me, a lot of people were pissed, and it was more than me. So Jack Curry... Once again, exposing himself, maybe not physically, which he probably has as well. Um, <laughs> how terrible is that? I'm making accusations that some sort of uh, Jack Curry is some sort of flasher uh, in the Stanford area. I'm, I'm, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what I'm laughing at. Uh, let's see here. What else? I mean, there's not really much I can tell. I have a few things written down here, but I think all of them kind of kind of pale in comparison to relevancy with this whole coronavirus. I mean, it's funny. I was, I was having this conversation with my wife, then I had this conversation with my father just earlier after uh, my mom called. You know, I think that a lot of this has to do with the advent of social media, for sure. You know, there are more people talking. There are more people convincing people that this is a big deal. There, As if you haven't noticed, companies look at social media to, to determine what the public is saying. You know, if someone wants to cancel someone on social media, it's amazing how people will just be out of a job. I mean, it, we've seen that a thousand times. For for something that only 20% of the population is on, they're a strong 20%. So on, on social media, hold on a second. Ah, Jesus. I stopped it because I needed a, another beer. I ran downstairs and I got this beer and I opened it, you know, as I'm running up the stairs, I'm shaking it and for, completely forgetting that. So I get right in front of the computer and the microphone and I... Luckily, it wasn't on. It opened like I was stone cold where beer went flying everywhere. So let's uh, let that one settle for a bit. But what I was saying is, you know, SARS, MERS, any other four-letter word, Ebola, all that stuff. You know, that, that stuff was, was – those are global pandemics. And, you know, I think most people barely batted an eye. They're like, oh, yeah, that, that's that's far away. That's, that's, that's not what – swine flu. I mean, you look at a chart that I was – you know, KFC Barstool, which – Guys are repulsive human being, but you know he had a great thing there that showed like just how quickly, you know, swine flu shot up and how many people died. And like I remember swine flu like just more so. You know what I remember about swine flu? The just the term swine and just kind of like, like <laughs> swine flu. <laughs> I know it is a pig, and they're calling it swine. 
That's really what I take away from that. Maybe that is more of an indoctrination on me and not paying attention enough. But, I mean, is that, what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way is the way that we are approaching the coronavirus, is this the new norm? Like, do we shut everything down going forward? Like, anytime there is something that is, whatever, killing some people. Like, and I don't mean to be flippant about just it's killing some people. People die all the time, man. People die of... There are viruses out there in certain parts of the world. I mean, it happens. I mean, people die. I'm just saying, so if it's something that's, you know, killing people, are we starting what is right now unprecedented? Are we shutting everything down? Like, is this the new norm? Is this going to happen? It's a great question. Thank you, Brian. It certainly was. I'm glad you asked it. Well, why, why, thank you. It's just something to think about going forward that... Is our life going to be dis- disrupted in this manner? I mean, think about it. My life is already disrupted. I can't go to this game that I wanted to go to to see the Houston Astros' first road game. You don't get that back, all right? I had that, and now it's gone. And you know what do they do? They either give me my money back, or they reschedule the game for some date in August or whatever, when they've already gone to a million other clubs. Oh, 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 it's really cool to see them get booed the 900th time. And again, we're at Open Coliseum. You know, it's not exactly Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park. So... They screwed me out of that. Thanks a lot, coronavirus. Imagine working for Corona, too. Imagine, and I know they're owned by uh, Constellation. I think Constellation Group. Imagine working for Corona. or You know, you're, you're a bigwig there. You're, whatever it is. You have money somehow in Corona or Constellation. And you see your shit going down. Not because you're like every other, you know, stock that's that's gone down. But 38%. That's, that's the number of uh, consumption that is decreased in Corona beer because it's named after a virus. Which, if anyone did a simple Google search, all these things are Corona viruses, by the way. The flu is a Corona virus, I believe. I think that's true. This is COVID-19, okay? Now, let me put my biological fucking scientist hat on because obviously I know everything. But I mean, think about being that person and losing money because of pure stupidity. I mean, it's one thing that a lot of these places are losing money because people just aren't using the products or they're scared about the future or whatever. They're losing money. Their their consumption is decreasing because people are stupid. You know, it's not like people just stop drinking beer. They're just choosing not to drink Corona because it's named after a virus. Well, it's not, they didn't know. That's not true. I mean, you know what I mean. Imagine that. God. But I mean, what we're seeing here, I think, you take the stupidity and you also morph it into, you know, sports in a sense that I'm annoyed. I like March Madness, regardless of how much I follow college basketball anymore. There's still something about that Thursday and Friday of the tournament. And there's something about that end of spring training when you're just like, all right, <laughs> this is starting. Here we go. Or even, you know, as we're approaching the NBA playoffs, which you know, which is, you know, like a saga. It's like reading the, the Old Testament. And it's like, all right, now we're getting into the New Testament. It's the NBA playoffs. They're, 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 it's, you know, it's, it's a marathon. It's certainly not a sprint. And now it's just gone. It's gone. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, March Madness is over. That's not being replayed. NBA is going to try to, that, that is, is going to be something, too. And the biggest people that, that are screwed by this are baseball. Because let's say this this virus circles, you know, this, not circles, cycles through us in the next two, three months. You know, something like that. Um, 
Let's just say that happens. I'm just looking at updates. That's another thing. You get a million notifications nonstop with the coronavirus coming from all these all these different publications. Which I know. I, I, I could change that. It's default setting. It doesn't come, you know, with Apple. <laughs> it's not the factory settings. I can change it. Um, what was I talking about? But baseball is going to be the one to be screwed by this. Because let's say it just does go through for, for a few months. You're going to have basketball, baseball, and hockey all going out at the same time in the summer. Brian, should you really be talking about this? Should we not be talking about maybe how how to get rid of the coronavirus, huh? You like the thing where I, I, where I fall away from the, the, the microphone and then, you know, it, it makes it different as if I'm having a conversation. Whatever. Huh? I just, uh, but, but, but I guess my original point with the whole sports thing, and it is, it's just weird to think that this could happen again, too. But it's, what's even more weird are the people that are seriously angry about this. Yeah, if you're an advertiser or you're, if you're a senior on one of these teams, there's anger there. I understand that. But like as a fan, get a life. I love sports too. I don't like them. You know, I don't follow them as much as I did when I was, you know, 15, 20 years old. Okay, that's fine. But like, I can live. There are other, you know, mediums of entertainment here. This isn't 1820 where I have to like till the grass at John Adams' house or something. I mean, it's just, why do I always go to John Adams? But I mean, it's not like that. There are other, there's, there's a bevy of information and, and, and just read a book. I mean, some people on the internet tell me to read a book. I, some of them, I don't know if they can read a book. So that, that is rich when they do that. But I mean, there's so much stuff to do. I com- I, honestly, I compared it uh, on Twitter the other day to, I know we're really not supposed to be in big groups, so it probably doesn't apply, but you know, the children after Itchy and Scratchy is canceled and they're all like, addicted to that cartoon program and then it's canceled, or not canceled, but they, they, they make it all nice with lemonade Thank you, Scratchy. I mean, at that point, they all go outside, and they realize that there's more than life than looking at a tube. Oh, Brian, you're so, you're so nuanced. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if, if you are really that upset about it, I think that is an evaluation of your life. I'm being 100% serious. There's a lot of things out there. I got we're in our quarantine stuff. Read a book. Watch a show you meant to, you know, look at the top 100 movies and try to find them on the internet. The internet will continue working, at least for now. Do something productive, you know? Go help an old lady. No, don't, don't, don't do that. No, absolutely not. Stay away from them. And children, disgusting animals. Ugh. Freemasons around the country. Now, when it comes to our political uh, element of the coronavirus, I mean, anyone listening to this podcast knows I don't like Donald Trump. But, you know, for the longest part, yeah, I'll complain about him and say this, whatever. I mean, you know, it's just like when things are fine, it's, I know, I know, he's an existential threat to the world. And all that. I, got, I got it, I got it. Wonderful, wonderful. This is the first time where I'm just like, holy shit, this is the guy that's, uh, you know, steering the ship. There are holes in that ship. He's steering it. And it ain't as graceful as Washington going across the, the Potomac on uh, Christmas Eve. Potomac? Trenton? Maybe? One of them? Whatever's in the in the painting. You know, the, the one where he's got his leg there. But, uh, you know, did Captain Morgan get that from... But, Benny, you look at Trump, I I don't even know what to say, man. You know, I, I, I thought that that press conference the other day... This is the problem with Trump. You gotta have him in front of a teleprompter and he can't ad-lib. If he goes anywhere off that script, it's it's a train wreck. And I saw people saying that press conference the other day was good. Dude, you run the administration and you're saying you don't have any idea what happened to the pandemic team. 
They're just, they just, I, 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 I don't know. Like, do you realize how irresponsible that is? And, and I, I don't have, you know, you look at revision, revisionist history of, of presidents lying. Oh, yeah, it goes back, let's see, I don't know, 275 years? Yeah, they're, they're liars. I get it. But, like, there's an, there's an element of accountability and instilling, you know, some sort of faith to the public. Because let's be honest, and I think we're, we're all realizing this. We all knew this, but we're all realizing this as we watch this coronavirus stuff and we go on social media. Most of the public are stupid, stupid people. Now, there are varying levels of stupidity. But they are dumb human beings. They continue to say this isn't a flu. I mean, excuse me, that this is just the flu. I mean, I look at it in a sense that I'm worried that we, and I know how this sounds. This is going to sound wrong, but hear me out my entire thought. I'm worried about mass amounts of people not dying. Because if they don't, then everyone says this was an overreaction. And then next time... It could be fucking, you know, the big one. We're going to get through this. All right? Kids? Kids, I was just listening to the Red Ticket Blues podcast. Thumbs up. We got it. There you go. All right? Get the kids around. I'm going to say it again. Get them around. Let me have some beer. Hold on. Kids? You're going to be all right. We're going to get through this together, right? We're going to pray it away. Just like... President wants us to, the vice president and Ben Carson wants to pray. Pray, pray, pray. But no, no, listen. Everything's going to be okay. All right? Yeah, go go back to your your marbles and whatever the kids do now. Yeah. All right. Um, but I do worry about that. The people, I mean, I don't think people are taking it seriously now. And, and again, this could be an overreaction. Maybe it is. Nobody knows. I think that's the, that's the tough thing when I see so many people talking about this. Nobody knows. That's why, listen, I'm defaulting to scientists. If somebody wanted to ask me about, you know, what Mike Francesa, like the Mike Francesa career, pathetically, I'd say, I have extensive knowledge in that as I reluctantly put up my hand, which is probably one of the most pathetic things I've ever uttered in my entire life. And thank God my wife is not in the room to hear that. But that would make sense, maybe, I guess. Or how to, you know, do podcasts with local New York media members. I guess I have experience in that. But in this situation, I'm going to I'm gonna defer to scientists. Yeah, they, can they be paid and owned by people? Sure. But I don't know. I apologize on my blind faith in science. I, I apologize. But just back to the president for a second. It's like, I thought he could hold it together yesterday. I just really did. And granted, I mean, the entire thing. Having all the CEOs, all those, all those businesses, it was, it was a hand job for Wall Street. Which I'm not stupid to the point that I understand that Wall Wall Street is an essential part of this country. And I know people look at it and go, "Oh, well, if you own stock or 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 you care about Wall Street, then you're just a rich old white male." It's like you you want to continue to be the victim in that sense, go for it. But when it comes to financial access to eligibility to invest in the stock market, it's never been easy in your entire life. And if you say that shit, you should be thrown off a bridge. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, anytime the questions and answers are opened, I'm sorry. Like, it's funny in times where there's no issue. Like, I I don't like the guy. I'm not going to sit there and fight about it on Twitter. Although, I I mean, I guess I kind of have started doing that lately, which I don't want to be labeled as the Trump derangement syndrome guy. And I know I'm not nearly at that point because, I mean, I pale in comparison to... uh, all these people, but you know, 
it's funny in good times and bad times. It's not reassuring. I'm sorry. I don't believe any of the things that they say. I think that they're not testing people to, to, to keep the numbers down. Even when I say all this, though, I do want to just want to, you know, touch on the point that the media that hates Donald Trump, they have not taken a break either. All right. They are trying to get him to say dumb things. They are trying to get him in a gotcha moment. They are hoping for him to do dumb things, even in these times of strife. So it's not Donald Trump is the bad guy and everyone else is wonderful. The media is salivating at the point for him to have a hiccup, to trip over that crack in the sidewalk, to do whatever it is and screw him. Okay. I'm trying not to swear. Although I, I mean, obviously I swear on the podcast, but I'm just trying, you know, chill. So they're there too. But I mean, can he show some humility? And he can't, obviously, in answering those questions and just being, give us political speak. You know, the problem is he's not an eloquent, eloquent, loquacious person. If he was, I mean, okay, do, do, do you think that I think Bill Clinton or George Bush or Barack Obama are great people? No, they're disgusting people. They're responsible for thousands of people being killed all over the world. But they can sell it to you. Even a dumb-dumb like George Bush, they can sell it to you at least. Trump can't do that. His brain, it, it doesn't work that way. And it's scary, man. It is. It, it, it is a little, little scary. That's all I'm saying. Um, and you know what? Even if he does have the coronavirus, I don't mind if he lies. Because I, th- I think he does, honestly. Regardless of whatever the tests are later today or tomorrow or, or Monday, he's, it's going to be no. Um, and again, I don't mind if they lie. Because if the president has the coronavirus, I think that creates pandemonium. It creates chaos. It creates mayhem. People start panicking more than they have. Shit, I went to Target. No toilet paper. The the whole toilet paper phenomenon, and I guess I'm going for toilet paper, so I guess I'm part of it. It's just nuts. I I just, I mean, I started stocking up for this shit a little bit with canned goods and here and whatnot, but but, 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 but what are you going to do? And, you know, I will say this too. That That is my new thing. I will say this. Uh, maybe it's not new at all. I've always said that. Hey, hold on. I will say this. There's that disgusting cat that keeps pissing and shitting in front of the house. I just saw it run away. It is gross. It left a nice little present right outside the garage as I'm backing up and get shit all over the tires. It's so gross. And it's the disgusting little... It's like a. It's like a, just a beaten down Siamese cat, too. I just saw it scampering away. Disgusting animal. What was I saying? <laughs> Filthy, disgusting animal. Um, again, you, you walk out the front door and it smells like shit. Like, get out of here. I'm not going to feed strychnine or anything, but come on. Go away. Go, go, go with the other, other unpleasant things in society. Just run away. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of, <laughs> you know, but somebody on Twitter mentioned, you know, hey, and, and I hate when people tell me to do things, you know, have like suggestions about things like, oh, you got to read this. Oh, don't you love this? Please see this. But somebody said, you know what? Thank the people. Maybe not thank, because I'm not. I'm not thanking anybody. But appreciate the people that work at these stores, these grocery stores, or at these department stores, or all all, the, all these places. Because you know what? Normally, I look at them as just. I, I don't look at them as anything. It just no offense. I mean, it's just like I don't look at them as lesser human beings. I don't look at them. As, I just look at them as a warm body behind a computer. But you know what? They got to deal with these crazy human beings looking for toilet paper and all this shit every day, all day, your entire shift. Imagine these people getting angry at them too. I need toilet paper, ma'am. 
We're out of toilet paper. Oh, well, I need it. What am I supposed to do? Uh, listen, all I can tell you is that we should be getting a shipment. Well, well what kind of place like this doesn't have toilet? Like, imagine those conversations like 10 times a day. We're just stupid, stupid people demanding paper so they can wipe their ass. Thank those people. Now, I'm not gonna, again, I'm not going to thank them. Maybe I should stop saying that. But I did offer a little advice to one the other day. Anyone that frequents, tar frequents Target, you know, you go there and then a little pin pad, the default screen on the top says, you know, do you have a Target card or whatever? And usually the teller there just asks, and I say no, or whoever says no, and then they press skip over and over again. Now, I will be touching that pad as well. I said to the kid, and he was a kid, a high school kid, and I said, they make you touch that thing every time? And he goes, yeah. I said, with everything going on right now, you really want to be touching that screen over and over again? And he didn't have an answer. And I just said, listen, maybe she will tell your supervisor that maybe you want some gloves or or, or make the, the, the consumer touch it. And he just looked at me. And I was just like, hey, whatever, man. It's just, just my two cents. And he's just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, he's a dumb teenager. He doesn't, he's... Again, if you're a teenager in 2020 and this is happening, it's probably just like, oh, God, I can't go on TikTok or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Brian, old man podcast, blah, 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 Old man shakes fist the club. But just still, just trying to give a little advice. I just... This is the coronavirus podcast, people. Uh, was there anything else that I really wanted to touch on? Um, also, imagine if Trump does get the corona. This is the other thing, just to go back to that for a second. Trump does get the corona. Let's say he, yes, I have the coronavirus. I'm not rooting for him to die. And, it, you know, I don't care how much you dislike Donald Trump. If you root for him to die, you are an idiot. Okay. First of all, I'm not rooting for anybody to die. And second of all, I'm not rooting for the president to die. Do you realize the mayhem and the divisiveness and just the fragile structure of this country if that happens? Like that is, that is so in, oh, shock, breaking news. Trump tests negative for coronavirus. Just, so just hot off the presses, people. Trump tests negative. Now, listen, do I believe that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe he, but here's the other thing. Let's just say I'm right. And then he is positive. He's going to continue to go to these public places. He's going to continue to spread this shit around. You know, again, I am in support of lying about it. It's, it's a perfect segue. Thank you very much. Uh, who gave me that update? CNBC. So thank you for that, for jumping into the podcast. And, and you know, you know, it's a nice little, uh, what's, what's the word? What's the word? Yeah, whatever. What, okay. I'm losing control here of the podcast. We're, we're, we're losing thoughts here. So let, let, let's kind of go for the big finish, right? Um, hold on, let's see here. There's one other thing I wanted to say. Let's see. Coronavirus, denial. We did that. Reporters not having access. Though we did that. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, I mean, he's a dumb kid. And unfortunately, his dumb kid stuff was shown for the world to see. And that's what he's going to be known by. He's the guy that touched everything. He's the guy that, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, touched everyone and touched everything in the locker room and was reckless and irresponsible. I like to, you know, you want to hate this guy. You do. You want to hate it just because he he, he did these, these things. Um, I could only imagine being like 25 years old and a millionaire and people are telling me, some virus is going to kill me. I mean, I'm just like, at that point, I'm like, I'm indestructible. Do you realize how many models I go home with every night? Um, and I make millions of dollars to put a ball in a hoop. <laughs> Screw you. I'm going to do all this. Uh, take your fear mongering and stick it straight up your wazoo. Wazoo. Um, so I, I, I want to be mad at him, but I'm not. I don't know if that's, 
responsible. I don't know. Sorry. Stock market kind of talked about that a little bit. Just, I, I, I don't know what to, you know, I, I went in the beginning. I'm just putting a little here, a little there, a little there. Then these, these spikes, I mean, I, I don't know what you can invest in these days right now in, in this, in this climate. I mean, I guess you want to continue to invest in things that don't move a ton, which good luck finding a stock and that high, and, and that have high dividends, uh, which, I mean, that was, you know, Jim Cramer's advice. I mean, it's not exactly rocket science, but. I don't know. Stock market, sports shutting down, Jack Curry, Trump, Biden, dementia. I mean, uh, that's the other thing. We're going to have two old guys talk tomorrow on, on Sunday. And I know they've moved the, the venue. It's, I don't know if there's going to be an audience, which is going to – watching all the – well, we're going to see March Madness with no audience, which is going to be interesting. It's going to be like a summer league game. Which just All you're going to hear is the squeaking of the sneakers and the ball bouncing, but we're not even going to hear that. We're going to hear a debate tomorrow with, with no crowd noise. And, and – this is the first actual debate because all the other ones, it's just like, give me my 15, se 15 seconds, give me my minute to give me my agenda. I mean, now it's, now it's, and I worry about Joe Biden debating for two hours or an hour and a half. Oh boy. You know, just to get away from the coronavirus for a second, Bernie Sanders, I think the biggest problem with Bernie Sanders, and there's a lot of them, but I think the biggest problem is he's promising too much. You know, I think you could hook a little, a few people in if you just said, Medicare for all, forget the free school, forget the forgiving of loans, forget all that shit for a second and just say, I want Medicare for all or go the other way. You know what I mean? Like doing this rapid change, it's not the way things are done and it's stupidity. And when you give all that shit, the masses look and go, that's too much. Forget that plan. That's screwy. In fact, and I realized, you know, time is not on Bernie's side, uh, but uh, you know, you introduce it one by one. You'd have a little more of a ear of the, the American public, in my opinion. Joe, Joe Biden stands for nothing. Um, and he also really doesn't have a lot there. I mean, and I know people joke around. There's, it's clear that there is some mild form of dementia. I mean, let, let's be honest here. Let, let's, let's not beat around the bush. And it's not being mean. He's not all there. Um, and I worry about a one-on-one -on -one debate. Bernie Sanders, who's older. I mean, they're just... They're, they're just a bunch of kids. I mean, come on. I mean, nothing nothing says the Democratic Party, you know, with two old white guys in their upper 70s. I mean, that, come on, doesn't that represent the party? I mean, that's what I always thought. <laughs> Whoa! But, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders is with it. I mean, but Bernie's a huge, Bernie's a softie in these debates. So he's just kind of going to let Joe hang himself. But if he had uh, any cutthroat abilities in that in that communist body of his, he would he would eviscerate Joe Biden. He would make him look like a feeble old man. And if Biden is the nominee, Trump will do that. Trump is going to leave Joe Biden in, 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 in if he's the nominee and they debate. Donald Trump is going to destroy Joe Biden. It is going to be one of the most uncomfortable things you've ever seen in your entire life. He's literally on the stage going to suggest that Joe belongs in a home. He's going to say, uh, excuse me, Joe, you're not making a lot of sense here. Where's one of your handlers? Because you, your brain capacity obviously can't handle that. You think I'm joking. You know that's what's going to happen. But who knows where we'll be in a few months? Who knows where that's, you know, when it comes down to the debates for the presidential nominee, uh, or, you know, for, for the actual election itself. Who knows where we'll all be after the end of this coronavirus so, you know, as we're getting closer to the end of the podcast, because I think I've been rambling for about, eh, about 17 minutes now, really not making much of a point, but um, I think we're going to get out of this okay. 
I think people need to be good. People need to listen and realize maybe that's the other thing too. You know, it's the same thing I talk about with Trump on social media, the same thing with coronavirus. It's like you made your first stance about the coronavirus. Now you have to stick with it in your mind. And if you change your tune, then you lost. So people will continue saying it's a hoax or it's not real. I don't understand these people on Twitter. And, and you see it. And I guess apparently, you know, there is a member of my family who thinks the same thing, that this is a created thing by the Democrats to make Trump look bad and lose the election. Now, I say these people all over the world are dying. And they're, they're dying because they want to stick it to Donald Trump. I mean, I think that's the ultimate sacrifice, honestly, if you think about it. I mean, wow. It's like, can you believe that so something so stupid would come out of people's mouths? And this is my theory with Donald Trump. And I'm sorry, we, we got to end this podcast. This is my theory with people. Not all people with Donald Trump, but a lot of these people that, that, that dig in and they love him and they, they will defend him to the death. Those people, you know, that are sole existence on the internet is just to defend Donald Trump and get in fights. Do you notice there are two things about those sec- that sector of Donald Trump? They were, they were the ones, you can look at them, and they were either the bullies in high school or they were the bullied. And now they look at a man who continues to say that we're winning, 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 and you're not going to go against the bully. That's the way I look at it. Do I sound like a liberal? Maybe. That's the way I look at it. Because I see some of the empty-minded people that love Trump on Twitter. You could see they were bullies in high school. They wore the Letterman jacket. They knocked over the, the, the lunch tray of the nerds. Or they, they were the nerds. Maybe not the nerds. But maybe the, the people getting bullied. And now they see a guy who talks to me. And we're always winning. Just continue to say that message. We're winning. We're beautiful. Everything's great. It's amazing. It's one of the most amazing things you've ever seen. Tremendous. Exceptional. All that. So, boy. Wow. A lot, lot of takes, huh? This is just this is just a normal morning on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, yeah, this is. I wake up and the, the takes start coming. But I love all of you, and I really do hope all of you are going to be safe. Don't be stupid. I mean, there's really not much you can do. Listen, if you're going to get the coronavirus, you're going to get it. Obviously, don't go out of your way to be a moron and try to get it. Listen to what doctors are saying. Listen to what the experts are saying. Listen to the CDC and the, the who. Okay. World Health Organization. Listen to what they have to say. Do not listen to the president. He's a moron. Okay. He changes his tune every two days. And I know, I know I'm sounding like a Trump hater, Trump derangement syndrome. I got it. But I'm just saying in your best interest, listen to those people before you listen to our own government. I know this is the conspiracy theory podcast. Love all of you. Appreciate listen to the podcast. Uh, listen, iTunes, student radio, Stitcher, Google play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. We're going to get through this, people. We're going to get through this. We always do. We always do. We got the Ray Rod, right? All right, him. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I got to do it. So I was a little worried about the coronavirus until I saw this selfie from Alex Rodriguez the other day. Why is it not on my phone? Where is this? I'm sure I can find it. This is this is what when I said okay, the the, the world is ending. Uh, you know, it's it's all happening now. I don't know what to do. Please, someone help me. And then I saw a Rod go on Instagram and say this. Times like these, it's natural. And by the way, the backdrop is him with a selfie of New York City in the background. In times like these, it's natural and easy to panic and to live in fear. Please, please fight that urge. 
That doesn't mean you should be concerned. Far from it. Be smart. Be careful. Be aware. Be compassionate. Absolutely be all of those things. Fear spreads faster than the virus. The downward economic spiral is evidence of that. Stay strong, everyone. Do your due diligence, but stay strong. Help those in need, help those who need it. We're all affected by this. Thank you, Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez. With all that being said, I'm out of Don't look real to me Oh, don't they look